<laughs> what can I say that's clever today? <laughs> but I had to go ahead and drink like a uh, Bud Light for the second beer, so I guess I had to make like a political statement or something. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we're already at a wrestling show, you know? It's all good. I mean, listen, Balor Club is for everybody. Yeah, man. Yeah. (laughs) Reviewing, viewing, and previewing sports, entertainment, and events, Dirty Dina Studio presents Sea Space City, starring Alan, Ricky, and Brian. Welcome back to the Sea Space City Podcast. It is I, the Podfather Brian, via satellite with the real stars of the show, Alan and Ricky. Alan, how you doing, buddy? Man, I'm feeling good. I slept in till like 10 in the morning. I had two wrestle a margarita something no it was a margamanias <laughs> margamanias margamanias <laughs> those were pretty good i'm not gonna lie they had me feeling a little woozy <laughs> good woozy <laughs> ricky how you doing um i'm not doing too bad man long time no sees uh uh thinking about uh uh, Russell Margaritas or Margo, whatever the hell it said. <laughs> I guess I had a couple of uh, Bud LA Light Nights. I'm trying to work that Oof. in somehow. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> Bud Light's like, nope. You got to wonder if he if he's going to go um... – the Daniel Bryan route and, you know, go from the yeah movement to the no movement. <laughs> It'll be interesting. He'll, he'll I be mean, like he's already the copying yeah the Rock and Stone Cold. Like Why that? not add DB into it? <laughs> copying, putting his own spin on it. He's, he's got his own je ne sais quoi to it, man. It's his own... The undeniable You're right. Borka. Je ne sais quoi makes it good. <laughs> I do not know what makes it good. <laughs> if you don't know what it is, you just call it je ne sais quoi. You're just like, oh, it's it's just that undescribable thing. <laughs> you do know that je ne sais quoi is I don't know what in French. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I'm just making sure. <laughs> You're like retranslating the sentence. <laughs> oh boy! So you so, no say quoi kind of sounds like yo no say que in Spanish, which actually means you don't. I don't know. Right. You don't know what. So what? Yo yo no say quoi. What? <laughs> what? What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just in case we need to say it one more time. <laughs> So, in the interest of moving this podcast forward, we went to Monday Night Raw last night at Toyota Center. We fancied it up in the Ultra Club again. Um, uh, let's let's start with the food in the Ultra Club. Mm. Um, 
Which I mean, they you know, you not... can't fault them. It was it was no, chicken they... tenders and hot dogs, you know, so little little pizza and, um, board. Yeah, the the pizza they didn't need to call it pizza board. I guess that was their way of being fancy, but <laughs> it was not bad pizza. Like they had a lot of fresh herbs on it. Pretty good. Hmm. Like they kept it simple, but they made that simple very good. Yeah. Like that mac and cheese. The mac and cheese with a topping. Ooh. I could have just eaten probably I wanted to eat like five plates of it, but I was already full. The mac and cheese was so good, bro. <laughs> we also had these like little potato sticks, sort of uh like Yeah, the wedges were wedges. pretty good. Yeah. Potato wedges yeah, with Parmigiano. Crazy good. So, you know, all in all, pretty another pretty good food night at the uh, Ultra Club. Do you guys have any of that berry bread pudding? Because that was pretty legit. The bread pudding with coconut. Jeez, the only thing it was missing was the ice cream like last time. But right? that bread pudding definitely hit the spot before the match, <laughs> before the whole night started, man. <laughs> I tell you what, I don't understand why they didn't have ice cream when it was a million freaking degrees outside. Yeah, it would have all <laughs> melted. Like we, it would have just been basically a shake, <laughs> right? Well, the oh, the, no, the lady that. did say they didn't have it enough uh, space in the counter because they had the fruit stand and then they had the dessert stand and then the cookie stand and then the bread pudding on the the far end. So it was yeah. definitely they 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 sorted us out pretty good. You know, they they weren't uh, flimsy about it. Right, a little good dessert board. It was pretty yeah. solid. I could have done with um something else, another like meat besides the uh, chicken tenders. The chicken tenders were good though, but they were just kind of made, you know. Honestly, well, they were chicken yeah. tenders. Yeah, they were just chicken dinners. But the macaroni, the macaroni was Ooh. worth it. Holy crap! If they would have, if they would have done like a brisket, a brisket with macaroni, you know, or and pulled the pork? wedges, yeah. that would have yeah. been nice. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Freaking guy is going to infect everything. <laughs> so, um, you know, we got there. We were still kind of eating when they got started with main event. Um, but it was nice to see Dana Brooke get out there and get a match in. Mm-hmm. Um, caught herself a W. Spoiler, if you're a dedicated main event viewer. <laughs> All three of you. <laughs> well, I mean, basically, by the time this comes out, I'm pretty sure main event already passed. So, no, well, no, no, I don't no, know no. when they air like Thursdays. Yeah, like Wednesdays or Thursdays. I think. I think Thursday. Yeah, episodes come out Friday morning. So, well, I mean, it just happened last night. So Thursday is still to come, Alan. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, by the time they they listen to it, it's already Friday morning. So. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. I oh, see what you're okay. Saying. Podcast, podcast. Oh, oh, oh suddenly, podcast suddenly, look at the yeah. big brain on Al knowing about <laughs> time regularities and such. Look at the <laughs> the time continuum brain on Al. <laughs> Apparently, we're both still foggy. I mean, I almost tumbled out of the stadium last night, so there's that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you had a rough experience coming down the stairs just like I did at UFC. Well, you know, (laughs) if those people would have been in their seats and not ours, I wouldn't have had that problem. In theory. Well, and (laughs) that is true. I I definitely looked at my my tickets and I was like, we're row 17, but that one's 18. And, you know, 
Eh, that, this little rail thing isn't really in the way. It gives us a straight-on view, so I might as well just sit here. I would just, yeah. I would just trade cease. That's a wonderful way to shift blame, Brian, to be like, oh, You like that? You yeah, like that? <laughs> it's not on me. It's on the guys who were sitting in our seats, but we sat closer. I made it perfectly down to my row. It was whenever I had to go the other two steps down. <laughs> I mean, am I, am I wrong in saying that? That last step is what got me. <laughs> so you know i i I will say this like my knee still freaking hurts Um, Uh, did you hit it did you actually no smack it it was the one that stayed up too that's the weird thing like it like snapped bent the way it's supposed to bend (laughs) so i don't understand what happened there jeez like but yeah no that that shit hurts um but Don't I try had, this at home, ladies and gents. I had three Diet Pepsis and a cup of M&Ms in my hands and didn't spill a single one. So, <laughs> Brian was I kept not it. drunk. This was not a Brian's no. Beers episode. <laughs> nope. Brian had one Michelob Ultra like four hours prior to this incident. <laughs> like... <laughs> Brian had one one Michelob with his glizzy and called it a night. That's that right. I had to be the responsible one. <laughs> and I so. appreciate you for that. So, you Although just... I will say, I will say the the getting out of the parking garage, it was pretty fast. The yeah. they had our our lane pretty pretty separated. There was no there was no traffic. It was freaking fast you parked in the third level ricky i was on the sixth level i was i was way up top he was up in the penthouse yeah i was way up top almost Jeez. on the roof the next level would have been the roof they, so. they saw that mustang and they're like to the moon <laughs> no i got there too late i got there too late <laughs> you guys got there like an hour before i did it so You're right so, yeah no, yeah, no, it took forever to get out of the parking garage. Did it really? Yes. Oh, huh. 30 minutes at least. At least, yeah. Oh, dude, we were yeah. we were out of there in like five minutes. No, no. If that. 20, 30 minutes. We were gone in 60 seconds. For us, for us uh, procrastinators up top. Hey, yo. <laughs> so, um, what a show. Like... I will say this. No matter what you want to say about WWE, they know how to put on a show. They really do. The experience is just money. I mean, everybody quit chanting as soon as I joined the chant, but, you know. (laughs) Brian was just just slightly off on just most of the chants. Not all of them. You got in there with I wasn't off. They just quit. Like, I would be like. The timing was off. I'd say I'd join the chant and get one in, and everybody would stop. And I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) Yeah. The chants were definitely pretty good. The, The what? The what? Chance to uh, Logan Paul when he repeated himself, he's like, "Yeah, I said it was on there, or whatever." That that was pretty nice. Logan opened yeah. up you the know, show, came out there, and like, bro, major heat. The crowd just oh booing the hell out this guy. Mm-hmm. He got Dominic Mysterio X Pac heat, <laughs> right, bro? <laughs> you know what's funny is that was a. Logan Paul's reaction to the what chance versus Brock Lesnar's 
because Brock leaned into him yeah. and changed his cadence yeah. to just set him up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What you're you know, he, you're and he smiled to, about it. You're supposed to turn it into like a list. If you could turn it into like a mm-hmm. list, you know what I'm saying? It works with the what chance. Because that's how yes. Stone Cold but also, back in the day. Like, I'm gonna I will say, I, and then I'm going to grab a Steve Rising. Then I'm going to grab what? another one. Then I'm going to grab another one. What? Then I'm going to grab another one. What? Beer number six. Yeah. <laughs> that's margarita <laughs> number one. Okay. Rest of margarita number two. <laughs> I like turned Logan, into Will Red Dyer wine for number a second. Three. I'm going to punch Ricochet. Then I'm going to kick him. <laughs> then I'm going to take his girl. Then I'm going to out high fly him. Then I'm going to, you know. So I, yeah. I did like that Logan Paul, whenever whenever the what chance started, he repeated himself three times and the crowd popped on the third time. Yeah. So it made them stop. He, he reacted So it definitely slightly. was a way of he'd controlling. Say he'd kind of, with his facial, um, with some of the facial stuff that he was doing, some of the stuff that he was saying, but yeah, no, you can tell Brock has just been there. Brock is just comfortable. Like Brock gets in the WWE ring and he's like, "Yo, I can do whatever I want to." So right, <laughs> he's like, "I own these people. If I decide they want to cheer me, they're gonna cheer me. Yeah. If yeah. I decide they're gonna boo me, they're gonna boo me. Yeah, yeah. He's been there for like twenty years, so mm-hmm. like, I mean." You know, he's just going to have a little bit more of a rapport with the crowd than uh, Logan. So. Plus, it's not the, his uh, first rodeo, if you will. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Speaking of Cowboy Brock, <laughs> the uh, the segment with Cody was very interesting. Uh, the crowd, very hot for Cody. So, I mean, definitely still going to be a, a good push for him. We'll see what happens after SummerSlam. We'll see what happens Saturday, though. In right. SummerSlam, whenever it's Brock versus Cody in uh, just a regular match, right? There's no stipulation yeah. on it. Uh, you know, yeah. they didn't add a stipulation. I thought they were going to. Yeah, I figured they'd mm. put, like, last man standing on it or something like that. Or Right. You know, I think they I think they talked about maybe doing a cowbell matchup or something like that. Because that's what oh. Dusty <laughs> used to do back in the day. Yeah. You know, he'd, he'd bring out those cow, the uh, cowbell and those jeans. The bull rope. Yeah. And- yeah, have a bull rope match or something. <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, I'm surprised they didn't announce a stipulation for that. I thought it would be something, whether it be Hell in a Cell, Last Man Standing. Smart on them. Because yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to take any like crazy hardcore spots or anything like that. Yeah. You just like we're Brock and Cody. We could just go out there and run it a third time and wrestle. Match yeah. up, and mm-hmm. people are going to eat it up. So. Screw it. <laughs> it's true. It is true. So, um, something that I couldn't believe was seating up so well was how Riddle just lost cleanly to Kaiser. Because, geez, that sec- that first match to start the, the night was a hard hitter, but there was no outside interference, just Matt Riddle broing his, his way down, down, I mean, down. <laughs> there was some interference, just like distraction stuff. But... Oh, um, you know, Riddle also had a sex tape uh, leak yeah. last week. So yeah, I was gonna. He, I was gonna oh. yeah, he's probably gonna get his push stalled a little bit until that blows over. Yeah, you know, Riddle, Riddle's in. Well, I mean, like you can either be Gable stars. Stevenson or Matt Riddle. Like <laughs> Riddle's in the habit of like dating porn stars and stuff like that. He he maybe doesn't fit like the WWE corporate image that they would love. So. 
And also, like, they, the good thing about it for Riddle is they did make it a story about Kaiser. So they, they yeah. went into the matchup and made it to where um, this matchup was, like, much more important for Kaiser, in theory, than it was mm-hmm. for Riddle. Because Kaiser was like, oh, yeah. I need to impress Gunther. Because Gunther, you know, came out there and was like, hey, you better, you better get this done. You better go out there and win. <laughs> and then Kaiser, Kaiser was like, I will go out there and beat my riddle for my ring. Get it out. <laughs> it, it's like it's taking me back to yesterday. <laughs> All right, now do um do uh the other guy uh Giovanni Vinci. Vinci. Uh, I, don't, I don't have an Italian accent. He never talks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what he sounds it's me, like. Giovanni da Vinci. I know, like <laughs> he might sound like Mario. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> yeah, right. Just give him a Mario but, accent and get real problematic with it. <laughs> I, I don't know who had the I I definitely uh don't know who had the loudest booze between Dominic Mysterio and Trish Stratus, though, going with a cheap heat with Trish. Trish came down. Um, so, I mean, we're, we're jumping way ahead. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, you know what? Let's just jump all over. Trish comes out and talks about the Astros being cheaters. Cheaters. And I was like, oh, there is no – I'm like – they have to be on commercial break, and I didn't watch the broadcast to see if if they were, um, because that felt like very like commercial break heat gathering. Oh right no there. no no no! They'll do that. They'll <laughs> do that on the show as well. Yeah, no, just come out but, there anytime, especially with the Astros because they have such a uh, history. <laughs> but like anytime, like your sports team is is like mm-hmm. uh tattered in any sort of controversy whatsoever yeah you have to bring that up yeah they're gonna bring it up for sure mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's just like the fact is the astros have brought two championships to houston so it's like right. you're messing with the with the with the city's hometown darling you know they're they're not gonna <laughs> let you walk away from it they're gonna let you hear about it <laughs> and listen <laughs> becky had her orange on because she always does because it's her hair but Irish. <laughs> she uh, <clears throat> she avenged the Astros' good name by knocking Trish's mask off her damn face. <laughs> she got, you know, that was a weird booking decision to take them off of SummerSlam to start with and then to do that, like, DQ match. And I kept calling them, like, here comes Pierce. Here comes Pierce, and he kept coming out and taking care of business. So you do. Uh, so it does kind of make sense when you look at um, they put the match in Canada now. So that's yeah. that's that's a way for Trish to sort of have a hometown crowd in this this whole thing to be a heel, but still have a hometown crowd. Also, like when Trish got her uh, mask knocked off, you could see like her nose was still messed up. So yeah. yeah, I think I think they're yeah, trying to give her. Really got a broken yeah, nose. Maybe they want to give her a few more weeks for the nose or something like that. So yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> another ten days. Yeah, two factions were really the the story of the night in the Judgment Day and the Alpha Academy. <laughs> um, hmm. You know, Maxine came out, had her first singles match. Had Imperium in there as well. Yeah, it was a real faction. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, I love it. I love faction warfare. Like, let's go. Like, everybody pick yourself a squad. Let's go to war. Yeah. That's what, uh, <laughs> that's what NJPW, uh, New Japan, that's what they do in, uh, in Japan. Like, everybody's in a faction. So yeah, you just fight each other. You fight people who are in your faction, but you know what I'm saying? It's, right. Everybody's in a faction though. That's how that's how all of their guys are set up. Right. But um yeah, they uh they ran the singles match. Um Maxine beat Valhalla. Valhalla. So you had Sarah Logan. Yeah, so you had the Viking Raiders. <laughs> You know, versus American Al- or American Alpha. I still miss Jason Jordan. Um, <laughs> working as a producer, I've seen him in a couple backstage segments. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. A couple of run-ins, but uh, like, yeah, Alpha Academy. Guys. No, and um, that was good stuff. That's been a good feud. I think they they probably are ready to move on to to something else for both teams. I'd imagine, yeah, it's been it's been really good for both teams, like you said. Because they've like, done real mid card factions, real mid card yeah. groups, and like the the response that uh, Maxine Dupree has gotten from the crowd. Oh is yeah, quite bizarre to an extent. But but I but they're telling a slight story. They're just they're just telling a story about like someone who doesn't know how to wrestle, and Chad right. is like teaching her how to wrestle. You know. It's just a storyline, basically. Like it's a real simple storyline, but it gets over with the crowd so well, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't root for that much. I wonder about how to be her, but I like Sarah. Everybody loves an underdog, Ricky. Huh? Everybody loves an underdog, Ricky. (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes. (laughs) Not you, not you. You're like, give me the favorite. Chalk all the way. Ricky's Ricky's March Madness brackets all chalk. Four one seeds in the final four. <laughs> it gets real like it gets real like nerdy. Like it's sort of a plucky underdog. It's like, no, no, let's see the underdog get squashed this time. <laughs> That's not a good story. <laughs> you know, how would any of your favorite stuff like turn out? Like how would Star Wars be if the underdog didn't win? Like <laughs> Luke Luke gets captured by Vader and he cuts his head off. Are they the underdogs? Roll in the credits. Well, he wouldn't have cut his head off. He would have just converted into the dark side. A large area where you could like shoot through. (laughs) (laughs) They did have like a large area where you could shoot through and destroy their entire ship. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure that the Empire was very smart. They might have been the underdogs. Oh, oh, let's make this let's make this planet destroying ship and then put this oh well what's that up over there? Oh don't worry about that. Well if they shoot that, that looks like if they shoot that, you first off this entire thing. Like what the hell? It is a story as old as time itself. <laughs> they had some fresh out of college engineer design that part of the Death Star. <laughs> it was an intern. I'm hoping that it was someone. <laughs> it, it makes more sense. Like, I guess if you tied together with Rogue One, if you take uh, Mads Mickelson's character 
and like he's like against the empire so he builds a death star for them but he puts like a place in there where it's like oh you could destroy this if you just shoot it right here mm-hmm. <laughs> it was an inside job <laughs> oh i almost wore that sprite <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to get some liquid refreshment here. Oh, so I almost do you guys want to talk about some of the um some of the commercial stuff that happened? Some of the uh maybe the DX cam? So they have this cam. Oh yeah. That was great. <laughs> they have this cam during the uh commercials where you where you go in commercials and they were interacting with the crowd like a kiss cam. On this one they had the uh DX cam. So it goes to you and you do the DX crotch job. <laughs> my favorite part about it was how aware like uh samantha urban the announcer was of it like whenever they, oh. uh they they had the uh camera on the kids doing the through, crotch chop and they were like hey <laughs> get your kids to do the crotch chop get your kids to tell people <laughs> to suck it <laughs> that was good stuff that that one was a good cam and then also the uh the, the show is your cam? fan sign cam. Oh yeah, no the fan sign cam because the sa- sign of the night definitely had to be the Don Mysterio eats corn the long way sign. <laughs> <laughs> he does it that way because he doesn't want to get so dirty. Like the other way, like you you spill way too many. So too many uh, cob. Yeah, too much cob he's on, on your dirty Dom. I don't think he's afraid of getting dirty. <laughs> <laughs> um there was there was a strange match that you know I did read a recap uh, a review of the uh Shinsuke versus Tommaso Champa and they said and I kind of felt like this too it never really got out of first gear but I don't think the crowd knew who to cheer for yeah that's the issue with them because like Champa was sort of a bad guy before he left and then he came right. back, and I guess they're trying to make him a good guy, but like he's he's a real aggressive good guy, and like which he yeah. always was. Yeah. Well, you know, I he, mean, well, even the yeah, DIY he days. was, but it, it that wasn't the character they were trying to portray whenever he came over. Yeah. So now that he's back to his original character, it's like the WWE crowd doesn't know how to take that character. The main roster crowd NXT crowd was like, let's he's go. Been like a face on the main roster, so right? Like mm-hmm. He was a face on NXT, so you know the main yeah, roster. We really need Gargano like, back. Yeah. <laughs> we need that DIY reunion to really get Champa over as well. I think so too. Like I was, I was shocked that that's that's not the way that they were going to go with it when they were um, first. I think the, they uh, were, but Johnny's still hurt. Yeah, he's not cleared. He's not cleared. Yeah, so that's why. But I thought they were going to do that with the Miz and Bronson. Have like those two guys just beat down Champa, and then you know, yeah, Champa needs a friend. He needs someone to watch his back. You know, and yeah, better to watch your back than your old buddy. So right. <laughs> <laughs> So, I'm trying to think. So, well, back to to Alpha Academy, yeah, and Imperium, yeah. You know, Gable has a backstage segment where Gunter starts talking a bunch of junk and talks about how he can beat him in five minutes, and they have a freaking beat the clock challenge. And Gable makes it five minutes and is just over. 
Yeah. Everybody's losing their minds. And, and we're then, ready. We're ready. We've been wanting to cheer Gable for a while, man. It's time, right? it's time for him to start winning some matches. At least get like an Intercontinental Championship or something. Right? But. Um, yeah, everybody was looking Gunter at the clock like, like, all right, how is how is the fi- finish about to hit? How is Gunther about to hit this clothesline? When is it coming? Right. Nope. That clock hits zero with Gunther out of the ring. We're like, woo, let's go. Shocking. <laughs> one for the one for Shoddy Gable. <laughs> one for little Shoddy Gable. You know, Gunther threw a fit and made sure that they just kept the match going so he could get that W. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, this isn't over, bro. I, I love the way that they booked that though, because they were able to like make Chad look strong in the process. Because I looked oh, it yeah. up. Like, the match ended up going, like, 12 minutes total or so. So, yeah. Chad was able to win the five-minute the five minute deal and also give Gunther a good fight. And then Gunther was able to, uh, you know, get the victory at the end. So, I love the way right. that they looked at. Yeah, that was good stuff. Um, oh, yeah, they did a program. Uh, they did an angle with Raquel coming out to try and take a piece out of Rhea. And she was doing good until uh, that – Chop block hit, yeah, you know, and yeah, and no. Dominic had to stand another, up, stand up for his another woman women's match to kick it off the SummerSlam card. <laughs> like I don't know why they're doing that, but whatever. <laughs> they kicked off Theory too. They kicked off uh, Theory and Santos as well, though. So it's just oh, did they? Is yeah, that gonna be Friday night. Yeah, yeah, they kicked that one off of there as well. So. But uh, Rhea, well, uh, you know, Raquel, Raquel was from uh, Texas, so that's why. Yeah. yeah, it was a nice, nice for her to make her return there. But look, right. like she's back on the shelf again. It was a pretty gnarly looking, <laughs> pretty gnarly looking injury angle that they had going on there. So. <laughs> I mean, but much like my knee injury, you know, all that chop block does is bend the knee the way it's supposed to bend. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> well, no, it was a, it was a, she, she like kicked her when she was up against the barricade. It looked pretty, mm, yeah. yeah, she gave her a nice old kick against the barricade. It looked pretty, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so much, it was all factions last night. You had so much judgment day. You had the multiple Imperium appearances, the Alpha Academy, you know, yeah. the, uh, the main event for the night. Was awesome. Dirty Dom and send your money in the bank. Taking on Sami Zayn and Seth Rollins. We all got to sing Seth's song. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun you know, being part of the uh, Houston Harmonic Co- uh, Choir for one night. <laughs> uh, dissonant, I think, would be more uh, appropriate. Um, we have this thing. Every time I've been to an event in Houston... The crowd cannot get it together as one yeah. to get a chant going. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And this goes across Astros games, um, uh, Roughnecks games, yeah. wrestling events. Yeah. Like We just, as a city, cannot get it together when we're in the arena. Like every it's like somebody's always a half a beat behind. You know, it just all sounds like shit all the time. I thought I thought the crowd was okay last night. They they were weird on some of the chance. Like oh, I wish we were listen, better. I wish we were more. We get like an A for effort. Battle. 
uh, Seattle crowd or we just like a we need better Chicago, conductors but... in the crowd. <laughs> like, because even Sammy trying to conduct, it wasn't working. Yeah, just all <laughs> the will was there, but the way was not. <laughs> Execution was poor. <laughs> so. I think you know, I think the crowd blew themselves up with the booing on Trish. It was also that's so true. hot. It was like 104 degrees yesterday in Houston. Yes. <laughs> that doesn't account for all the other times we just fucked everything up. But, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll allow the excuse. Um, what I was going to say is, um, if, if necessary, you know, listeners, um, talk to your friends. Like, let's all work on a day and time where we can um, get together as a group and work on our chants. <laughs> um, you know, we really got to, like, all these international crowds really stepped it up and, you know, made us look real bad. Well, we're, you know? we're never going to compete with, like, Puerto Rico or anything like that. But, like, we get, should at least... never get... But they never get events or anything like that, so they're just going to be much. So they got like years to practice, you know. You know, but, we get but them all my time. <laughs> my point is not the chanting. It's like we're doing fine on the chanting, but like, like when we finally did "Ole Ole Ole" for Sammy, yeah. it was like "Ole Ole 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 Ole." Oh, it was like when you're doing a DJ mix and it sounds like shoes in the dryer. Yeah. That's what we had going on. <laughs> well, in Houston, it's called Chopped and Screwed. So, you know, we had a hey, that's, that's what Sanderson. it is. Hey. Been, that's what it is. It's all chopped and screwed. Here, I thought we were just a bunch of fuck ups. Nope, it's our style. No, we put it's the just It's just the Houston way. <laughs> yeah, we do the remix. If you don't like it, get out of here. He's a nice guy. What about all the people we killed? What people? <laughs> so, I, great experience with Raw. Did you guys have any more of the, the matches you wanted to talk about? Any more of the angles? No, I think we ran through everything to be honest. Yeah, I think we, yeah, we kind of, yeah, you know, not not a real deep dive because you know next week will be a real deep dive into wrestling. So SummerSlam, you know, talking about it was the just our, our night out experience. Yeah, pretty you chill know. night. Can't complain. No, it was it was fun. You know, yeah, and yeah, pretty fun. Get you know. some blue moons. Blue moons in the lounge. Blue moons in the lounge. I'm begging you. I, I'm wondering if uh, Blue Moon isn't a Miller Miller Coors beer. I yeah. thought it was an Anheuser Busch one, but that's what I'm I'm guessing you know, too. They it just might not have... be. I have to look it up. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing too. Yeah, I mean, hell, when we went for the Killers, I showed up in my Blue Moon shirt, ready to rock and roll with some Blue Moons. <laughs> Ubered, wore the shirt. Walked in there singing, Blue Moon, you saw me standing alone. You didn't know it was going to be oldie singing time tonight, did you? (laughs) With all these blue moons, I could have drunk. That's a killer's pun, by the way. I know. (laughs) 
So, um, <laughs> uh, next biggest story. We're going to front load this a little bit. Trade deadline for Major League Baseball. You know, in real time, it just happened. But in podcast time, as Alan so nicely pointed out at the beginning, a couple days ago, the trade deadline went down and the Astros made that big splash move that we all wanted, taking our rightful property back. Mr. Verlander, welcome back to Houston. Welcome back, Mrs. Verlander. We have missed you both for different reasons. <laughs> Most importantly, Kate Upton is back to uh, to up the average of the. Uh, we're doing pretty good in Houston as it as it pertains to the look. For those area. for those who and don't I know, that's who Mrs. Up. Verlander is, by the way. <laughs> so. <laughs> so I was just going to let Ricky be a little redundant, but you know. <laughs> so, honestly. It was a pretty good lease for the Astros, you know. Let let somebody set the market price for and they're for, paying uh, half of it. Exactly, exactly. The Mets now are you paying Verlander get, get the guy for the rest of his million. contract. It's, there you go. See, yeah, the big brain on on uh, on old Jim Crane, the, Jim Crane, and Dana Brown. <laughs> Got some big brains <laughs> over there at the ballpark. Hey, it's almost they're like, like oh, the Mets think they got it's a chance. Like okay, sure. dynasty or something. You know, they they know what they're doing. Up you know, there, guys. <laughs> well, and you know, it also helps to uh, to steal from the franchise that you know still pays Bobby Bonilla a million dollars every <laughs> July first. Ah, uh, just saying. I mean, between <laughs> between Bonilla, Verlander, and Max Scherzer, Jesus, I don't know how the Mets are going to survive. Uh, I don't either. Their owner's stupid rich. That's how. It's like the richest owner in sports. You're in the shadow. Of the Except Yankees, that can't man. be true. You're in the shadow of the Yankees. They just reach too far and not quite there. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to see Verlander back. They're talking about Urquidy might come back next week. So mm. we could be – the Astros could be at full strength real quick. Astros were in need of another uh, solid pitcher and as well. They needed, they needed as something of, going. <laughs> as of today, Tuesday, August 1st, the Astros were a half game back on the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, I But the Astros are playing tonight, so we'll see how that goes. I didn't get. They my have a, a current a, a seven a seven inning no hitter for Framber Valdez. So no, that's uh, going well. Hopefully, then. hopefully Framber <laughs> cleans that up. Love it. We'll see. Yep, I just got four notifications about a no no in progress. <laughs> <laughs> like as soon as you said that, <laughs> every. <laughs> App I have just posted a notification. <laughs> you know the the Astros heard a Trish Stratus last night. They're like, "All right, we're gonna show that about cheating. <laughs> Cheat this." <laughs> they got a series against the Yankees coming up too. That's gonna be a fun. Ooh, that'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, exciting times for the Astros. The late season push is on. The second half, they're like, you know what? We warmed up. We let the Rangers Dang, have a little bit of confidence. Son. 
know? Oh shit! I just realized something. We're, we definitely have to go see a free. I'm definitely gonna have to go see Verlander in the playoffs now. Like I, I missed it last year. I saw it last just, year. <laughs> well, yeah, but now you get Verlander older. You know, now it's like even more legendary. <laughs> He's not such two time world though. champ. Verlander, Verlander can be kind of up and down. He can be kind of yeah. He, he can that struggle in the playoffs. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I what if this time away. it's the good one? <laughs> What if this time is the good one, you know? <laughs> Jim Crane's like, I just need one more roll, baby. Roll the dice. <laughs> so, um, elimination. Like, Jim, he sucks in the World Series, Jim. No, no, bring him in. Roll it. <laughs> um, You know. The Women's World Cup is now out of the group stage. The yeah. American women made it to the knockout round. Barely. Barely, bro. You Ooh. know, a win and two ties in the group stage. Like, what the hell is that shit? If, if games hey, were, if well, games hey, were it's, decided it's on five decisions, points. If games were decided on decisions like UFC fights are, they would have lost that game. Right? Portugal. So, <laughs> well, 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 did Portugal go in first place? I don't know. No. So, oh, well, I don't even know who went through. So, okay, Netherlands yeah. went in three first place. Yeah, okay. Okay. First. So, okay. Yeah. well, look, choose the Netherlands. Hey. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I told you guys this last week when I was watching the U.S. play the Netherlands, and by the way, the most chippy soccer game I have ever Ooh. seen. There was some pushing well, the and two shoving. players who were on the same team. They're on like the same actual team. And a whole, they're just going and a whole lot of chirping. Yeah. Whew. I thought it was a hockey game for a second there. <laughs> and I didn't realize how physical soccer this. games got at that level, bro. Like they're just sliding in there trying to undercut people and it's wild. The Dutch, the Dutch have a rule. If you're playing for their women's national team, you must, in fact, look like a model because holy shit. <laughs> or that whole or roster was hot. Maybe the Dutch just have like a, a genetic program that just clones, you know, all these women <laughs> and they just, you know, have have them for soccer. That's all they use them for, you know. Yeah, probably you know I mean, their field hockey team in the Who Olympics is a bunch of Netherlands too. did. Like, the Who Dutch are just Tyrone bringing in those women's national teams, buddy. <laughs> well, I mean, look, the guys' team, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be something. They're, they're something that's completely different than the women's team because. Oh, I don't know. The, I mean, I never saw them because, I mean, who cares? You've never seen the Dutch men's team? No, now nobody cares about them either. You know, I used to, but then they, they betrayed Mexico in the 2014 World Cup, so. You know, just shattered all our dreams, all our hopes, all our, all, all our uh, thoughts and prayers. You know, I love Alan. with a die. I love, I love Alan taking it from like an aesthetic. We're judging women's soccer on their aesthetic appeal, and then Alan's bringing in like actual team. The men's, yeah, where it's like, yeah, well, since 2014's the men, the men's Dutch team has been shit, and it's because they cheated Mexico. Yeah, I will say on that on the aesthetic front, we do have Alex Morgan. So let's not let's not. Uh, let's yes, not forget about but that. 
And uh, I will Robin's say that is a uh, cute herself. <laughs> yeah, listen, yep. no, we're, the American team's doing all right, but like the whole Dutch team no. looked like Alex Morgan. No, that was a couple. Like, that was a couple. Bro. <laughs> I anyway I remember because after you said that, like I looked on the team and I was like, I was like, yeah, <laughs> I guess they're okay. I guess they're solid. But then, wow. So that, what? Think, <laughs> they they're solid, you know. Bad. I didn't. Rick Ricky just said the Drake. I'd do it. I'd do it. <laughs> Damn it. The girl's like, do it? Not an it. It's like... <laughs> These girls are taking a look at Ricky and be like, nah. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> so, nah, bro. I definitely found it. I found it funny that the the commentators for Fox Sports or whatever, the, the obviously they're women legend players for the u.s mm-hmm. you know international squad but they were like they were upset that there was players not they weren't upset that they were taking pictures with fans but the, they were upset that they were dancing celebrating, and yeah. everything else carly on Lord. the yeah celebrating on the pitch yeah carly but Lord it's like talking about okay that. first of all <laughs> you knew what result you had to get to actually go through once you get the result Yo, screw it. Even if we're in through second place, we're in through with second place, man. Who gives a right. fuck? We're gonna get paid for coming through. You want a better draw, though. So you want the you want the victory. In, in theory, like you you get a you get the uh, higher seed. You're gonna take on like a. a t- but I mean, if you look at it though, I mean, if you look at it in a like through a men's leagues perspective, yeah. it's like you're you're in a group with Netherlands, Portugal. And the United States, and you came out in second place. You still did pretty good. So, in in the women's perspective, even as you still Netherlands, Portugal, you know, uh, USA, and and Vietnam, Vietnam. yeah, you know, it's like, well, I mean, of course, Vietnam's going to be last, but I mean, hey, at least you're still second place. Yeah, right. I think it's just the well, high hopes. Funny. Like U.S. women's soccer has won. There's expectations. Plenty of World Cups, so it's not yeah. you know. Hey, but I don't think you can take it for granted. I kind of I'm I'm okay with the celebrating, so I'm I'm totally okay with. Right. It. I don't think you can take it for granted. Like this is a new team. Like I a mean, lot of them, have yeah, they, played in the World Cup. They definitely before. know. Like from here on out, it's do or die. Yep. You know, it's not well, like it's, y'all we won already. It's yep. funny if the men's if the U.S. men's team made it to the knockout stage like this, we'd be ecstatic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'd be like, they exactly. made it to the knockout stage. Like, oh my the God. The women's team USA, is so USA. dominant <laughs> that we're like, They won oh, one man, game and then tied the other two the by the by holding their teeth to the post and by the clip yeah. of their nails. And <laughs> um, what, I, what I will say, I think that women's soccer – much more entertaining than men's yeah. at World Cup level. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, hey, oh, yeah. that that Katie McCabe from Ireland, Jesus Christ, she so she's been trying this free kick, this uh corner kick out for several games, and she actually nailed a goal from the corner kick. No shit. So she swung she swung the ball in from the kick out when you're playing it in through the box, and she just oversport. She put a curve on it, and the goalkeeper just you know. Just Missed whiffed. the swing, swift, and it just curved in. <laughs> Love it. So I was watching um, England versus was it Jamaica? Mm. Uh, I don't know if that's right or not, but uh, or no, England versus Denmark, and that was an excellent game. But you know what reared its head? 
during that game. Talk about how these women are mothers. <laughs> Again? Like, they were talking about this one woman who had, like, the last World Cup, she had one kid, and then in between she had two more, and they're like, wow, you know, this is amazing. And it's like, like, guys, maybe chill on that. Like, let's just note that she's a badass because she was. <laughs> so they brought up the subject again yeah. from last week? Yeah. Mm. It was on Fox. <laughs> What's the topic of conversation now like, falling around the team? So You would have thought – you would have thought that they would have learned from the Australian guy catching all that heat. <laughs> but apparently they didn't. They didn't learn. It's just it, I think it just it just catches people off guard. Like whenever you have whenever uh you're pregnant, you guys know this, but like your body goes through Do we like, know the transformation? You know what I'm saying? I mean, and, I've been due with twins for about 14 years. <laughs> when I give birth, they're coming out eighth graders. <laughs> he means well. I think he means well in what he's saying. He's just saying, like, your body going he, – he's saying, like, if my body went through something like that, I don't know if I'd be able to bounce back as quickly and still be at top <laughs> form. You know, I think he means well when he says that. Alan, you, you mentioned it um, at the beginning of the show. Happy Jordan Day. This is, you know, the day that Jordan was traded to the Astros. From the, the LA Dodgers. Dodgers. A Selfish decision they would, they would live to regret. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely needed some of those home runs, you know, in, in, right? per, in playoff performances. Um, Nobody recognizes me... the, the, Mickey, the Mickey Mouse ring, guys. <laughs> did did you see that a no trade clause got exercised today? Oh really? Um, pitcher from the Tigers, um is I think it's Eduardo Rodriguez. They tried to trade him to the Dodgers and he said no. Wow. Oof. He <laughs> like he had like 10 teams on his no trade clause that he would refuse to go to and the Dodgers were one of them. Bro, L.A.? And he actually stuck to his guns. You wouldn't want yeah. to be in L.A. with that much money? Like, you'd, oh my you'd rather live in Detroit than L.A.? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, like, he's got to have a baby mama in L.A. Yeah. That's what it is. He's got a baby mama in L.A. He's trying to duck her. Either that or he's, so he's like, going to stay like, in Detroit. He's, like, super conservative, and he's like, oh, I'm not going to live in California, <laughs> you know? I mean, Detroit... Like, that would be interesting because Detroit has, like, the highest Muslim population in the country. <laughs> but they're not, but, like, you know. They're how, also conservative, though. <laughs> yeah, if you look at things politically, it's, like, New York and California are considered, like, oh, yeah. the liberal bastions. Texas and, like, I don't know, like, Oklahoma or something like that. <laughs> 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 These smaller <laughs> states are, like, the Republican area and stuff. <laughs> oh goodness i can't believe i have a voice after last night and you can tell i'm coughing a lot i started losing it bro i really started yeah. losing it late in the night <laughs> back when like when <laughs> seth and sammy after the show were doing their little oh yeah along, i was like yo i started losing it for sure <laughs> so um couple training camp things um i saw that uh for the Hall of Fame game, which is the first preseason game of the year, um, it's the Jets and the Browns this year, and um, Aaron Rodgers 
is not playing. Deshaun Watson, wow. not playing. Of course not. If I'm nice. Goodell, I am pissed. <laughs> About that game? Just because it's, it is the opening, even though it's a preseason game, it's the first game action that you see in the NFL for the year. I'm okay with I'm okay with uh, Rogers sitting out, but I, I think Deshaun needs to be on the field. He, you know, I think he needs to get some game action in. He needs to get some timing in. Oh, really? <laughs> why is that? Why is Why is Rogers okay with sitting down? Because he's in his late thirties. He's like forty or something. Like, <laughs> he didn't take He didn't take two thirds of last year off because yeah. he was suspended. For wiggling his <laughs> willy at massage therapy, or waving his willy. <laughs> that's just that's just something that the media concocted up. You know, they're spinning up the story on this guy. Not who he oh, is, is that what it is? Oh, he's that, not your quarterback anymore, Alan. That was going on with Deshaun. Audio post. <laughs> you sure you want to down that hill? <laughs> no, no. He, let I go, just saw Al. Let go. That, that he said that, and I was like, that's hilarious, bro. Uh, Joe Burrow got carted off the field the other day. Um, turns out it was just a strained calf. Everybody can breathe. Woo, bro. You know. <laughs> And we have all you fantasy, fantasy football guys draft. can breathe. We have our fantasy football draft next weekend, which is mm-hmm. way too early, but we have it next weekend. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> I was terrified about the Joe Burrow thing. I was like, are we going to have to decide? Are we going to take a chance on Joe Burrow? What's going on? Here? I mean, I think you have to. Hey, you're going to have that. That's what it's all about taking a chance, whether it's with a seventh round pick or a fifth round pick or a second round pick. You know, it's up to you. <laughs> but speaking of actually being injured, though, and we were talking about the running back situation, I think, a little bit last week. Naheem Hines actually got injured, but yep. he got injured using a jet ski or something like that. Yeah, somebody so ran the, him over the on a bills, jet ski. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Now the Bills are, are you know, they're going to, like, dispute his contract because he injured himself not playing football. So it's like. We technically can't pay you if you injured yourself doing something not sports related. Yeah, they have clauses in your contract to where you can't do certain things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The the trouble is though, if they didn't specifically put jet skis in that contract, they're gonna have a tough time well, enforcing that. Um But I mean there's also like you can't be doing good. activities that are detrimental. that Detrimental to like your. I mean, okay. You know, so what here's where I'm going to defend him, though. Yeah, it depends on like, what they have Hines, specifically stated in there, and then what you can actually argue. Yeah, and what somebody and the other thing is, away with. he wasn't <laughs> doing something dumb. He was literally sitting stationary, and somebody, somebody ran into him. him. But yeah. the argument was be that he's like reckless. He's close enough to this situation, you know, to where. I don't think I so. I mean, if you're sitting down the middle of a lake and why somebody didn't he hit runs the gas? you over, it's not reckless. It's not on your part. Are you, why are you close enough to where, to where you can get run over by a jet ski? <laughs> That's the argument. That's good. I mean, he was having, I will say this. Reckless it's behavior. tough. <laughs> it's tough to sit still on a jet ski. It's a great way to get tipped over. Yeah. My limited jet ski experience, which was like one day of riding one when I was a teenager. Um, you want to crash it, stop moving. You're just 
<laughs> going over. <laughs> it's kind of like riding a bike. You can't sit still with your feet on the pedals on a bike. <laughs> yeah, I hope I hope I hope they don't take his contract away for something as frivolous as that. But like that's that's yeah. what they're gonna argue. That's what you could argue is that you were close enough to the jet ski, you put yourself in a reckless, you know, Yeah, you, you were in the middle of a lake reckless behavior. <laughs> multiple square miles and you know, some yeah, jackass you ran you over, gas. but it's your fault. You could have hit the gas. Just go up a little bit. Instead, you're, you're like, oh, sh- oh, shit, he hit me. Oh. I mean, thing. obviously, I doubt he intentionally got run over. He wasn't like, oh, yeah, let me just sit here. Oh, I can't like, imagine. I'm going to take one for the running backs. At the worst, <laughs> at the worst, the thought that went through his head before he got hit was, Oh shit, that guy's close. <laughs> it's like it's like the old Mitch Hedberg joke, if you ever heard it. He's talking about playing golf and he's like, I never had a hole in one, but I once hit a guy. You're supposed to you're supposed to yell four, but I was too busy saying there's no way that's gonna fucking hit him. <laughs> I love the Mitch Hedberg reference, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, So, I mean, obviously training camp is full of overreactions. Oh, the other other big deal out of training camp, I know you guys saw this, where Sean Payton just lit a fucking match the last year's Denver Broncos coaching staff. I have never seen another coach do this. No. Like, that was so wild, bro. Oh, my Lord. He came out and apologized. He basically came out and was like, yo, like they're running like an elementary style <laughs> offense last year. You can't oh, yeah. it on the team. I understand, like like a lot of coaches were saying, I understand if you want to say that like behind the scenes, but you can't say that. To you can't people. say that in the press conference. Yeah, you cannot, you cannot put that out there, man. That has to like leak out there or something because you told your team. Oh, yeah, that, that, yeah. that shit was dirty. Which he might be. I kind of loved like, it. Trump, Sean Payton is an offensive genius, so there is a possibility that he did go in there and he saw what Nathaniel Hackett was running last year and was like, yo, what, what the hell's going on here, guys? Like, Meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers is like, Aaron Rodgers is like, keep my offensive coordinator's name out your mouth. <laughs> he, he went on Will Smith on him. Keep my effing coordinator's name out your effing mouth. <laughs> Without the well, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers found his uh, his new ayahuasca dealer in New York, and he was like, mm, "This makes sense." Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the the offense looks seriously complex when you're seeing trails. <laughs> well, no. Now he can see the trail, so it actually makes it easier. Yeah. Man, so, this pattern's you know, really intricate. Like, <laughs> but I think I can nail it. <laughs> Throws a bomb, boom! Oh shoot! I, I listen. I can't wait for football to really start. And they actually play this year too. <laughs> yeah, even better. Yeah. Oh, even Just better. So We're gonna have a coach fight at midfield. <laughs> Just two coaches throwing down, and they're both fairly young. When when (laughs) you consider NFL, Uh breaking news! Breaking news! 
Astros, Framber Valdez throws his first career no-hitter and shut out victory Woo! over Guardians, wow. baby. There we go. There we go. That guy's a Framber star. Brought to you by Space that guy's a star. He was like the best, he was the best pitcher that the Astros had last postseason for sure. <laughs> yeah. So. Shoot. Yeah, JV's gonna be the number two guy when he comes in. Yeah, <laughs> hey, it's all good. JV's like, you hey, gotta got rock the baby in game one. JV's like, hey, I got a ring. Framer's like, yeah, me too, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I actually won games in the postseason. JV. <laughs> Javier's like, uh, hey guys, I threw a no hitter. <laughs> Framer's like, Framer's like. You got Kate Upton. I've got Sofia Vergara now. <laughs> oh, whoa. Hold up. What is this? No, I'm joking. Oh, is this, is this just, ESPN breaking news? Because he broke up with her. I know. Uh, I know. It was a shame. <laughs> like, we we had gotten ourselves a new another Steelers fan. Like, he, he had railroaded her into becoming a Steelers fan, and I'm afraid that, you know, she's going to move on to another team. Now and you know that hurts my feelings a little. <laughs> so we had a uh, a big fight over the weekend. Um, you guys want to tell me all about it? Yeah, UFC two ninety one was uh, rocking and popping for sure. Honestly, just three fights that I like to get into. Man, Tony Ferguson and Bobby Green almost went the distance, but Bobby Green ended up choking Tony Ferguson out to close out the fight. And man, it, it's it's time, unfortunately, for Ed Kukui Ferguson to hang up the gloves, man. It might be, yeah. Kukui's such a fan favorite, man. It's just he was he was at one time like really like the most dangerous lightweight on the planet back when they wanted him and Habib mm-hmm. to fight. And they never got that fight really going, him and Habib. And then, like, yeah. They always got injured. Yeah. Somebody got injured always. Someone or always got or injured. Or... Yep. Imagine fighters got injured. <laughs> <laughs> Guys who voluntarily get hit for a living. <laughs> well, you try not to get hit. <laughs> you know, you're not by... <laughs> Try as you might, you're in there with another professional fighter. You're going to take a punch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bobby Green got him, who's a long-term vet, long-time veteran in uh, his own right. He ended up uh, choking out Tony Ferg. Tony Ferg was fighting, but yeah. Choked him out, man. It was rough to see him go out like that. <laughs> yeah. No, what's and more then, insulting, getting choked out or knocked out? Um, well, I think it depends how you get choked out. Yeah. Because if you get choked out and you get, like, manhandled to the ground, it's like there's nothing that you can do, so it kind of feels a little bit more, like, helpless. But if you're if you're taking an onslaught like the way Derek Lewis just came out knees like he need the other heavyweight in the chest which threw him off his balance and once he hit the ground Derek Lewis just went balls to the wall dropping fists left and right and honestly there that's all she wrote and my boy Derek Lewis you know you you said what's worse getting submitted at the end of the fight or getting knocked out to start the fight, 
I think I, I think getting submitted at the end of the fight because you just did all the work. You almost won, but also like at the end they just can. Well, yeah, I mean, if, if dude, like it would have been an entire training camp and you like the fight lasts like thirty seconds, <laughs> bro. Because Derek Lewis also took the fight on short notice, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so you were no, definitely I, I training all a full all training camp for this. I, I think he had a full training. Camp. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was something like was, that, but oh, right. the Houston he was guy? supposed to be on the prelims, and then one of the fights on the main card, the guy was a little overweight, so uh, they called the fight out. So they just shifted it from the prelims to mm. the to the main card. But Derek Lewis, yeah, yeah, yes, right. He came out to uh, tops drop. He got the big knockout. Uh, mm-hmm. Most importantly, Derek Lewis. <laughs> Derek Lewis in all of his fights, he is the most. Um, he is the freest. Let me say, person in the cage in his post-fight matches, he has often talked about how his um, balls get hot and, like, he wants to remove his shorts every single time. <laughs> not not to, not down to the jock strap. He has, he has other, like, tight spandex shorts underneath the regular Reebok shorts or whatever. But, like, he, he removes his shorts all the time because he talks about, like, his balls getting hot in his shorts. So, like, he, he did that once again this time. He he did the suck it sign. He just he did the south side as well for all the Houston fans out there. Derek Lewis did the south side after the victory, which, which made me pop big time. <laughs> but, yeah, he came through. So, the – uh... Yeah, the uh, co-main event was a long, drawn-out split decision. So Alex Pereira will move on to whatever is going to happen next with that light heavyweight division. Really good fight. But Alex will probably—I'd imagine Alex will take on uh, Yuri Prochaska, Prochaska, who got it, who won, mm. the, who won the belt from uh, Glover Teixeira, and then got injured and had to relinquish the belt. So it's—it's been a whirlwind in that division since Alex Jones let the title go. Yeah, everybody. Everybody wants to be Alex king, Jones. and it's hard to remain king. <laughs> Did I say Alex Jones? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I'd love to John see Jones. Jones trying to fight somebody. John Jones. Fight My him. bad. He's trying to fight Leave Alex it Jones Leave versus it John Jones. He's calling them blood sucking <laughs> vampires and lizard people. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I didn't even realize. <laughs> what were you reading before the show, Alan? Conspiracy. Conspiracy. <laughs> Nothing. I was just reading the show notes, but I was just I was just saying like, man, yeah, that light heavyweight division's been a whirlwind. Yeah. Yeah. You can they cannot... I mean it must have been if Alex Jones got in it. <laughs> <laughs> they cannot find a stable champion. Like John Jones was a champion for like uh, thirty years at least. And like you know, you can't. And even then, the he wasn't really stable. <laughs> there was, a, there was a, a couple of positive drug tests, you know, a couple of other stuff. But you know, Daniel Cormier was champion in between him and then. But still, <laughs> like CM Punk says, I never lost this belt. <laughs> My shoulders were never pinned against the mat. And everybody knows it. Oh, boy. 
So, <laughs> and the main event, the main event of the night was uh, Justin Gagey and Dustin Poirier for the Bad Mother Shut Show Mouth Belt, <laughs> which is basically like it's not a contest. It's a it is a belt that gets contested for, but like you don't really defend it. It's <laughs> it's just for like two guys who go out there and scrap. Like two guys who go out there, like they might not. These two guys are real tough guys too. They're like one in um. Wait, is this a real thing? Division? Like the bad motherfucker belt? Yeah, hundred percent. So, it, so the rock, it, the first, yeah. the go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Ricky. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so the first, fight, I was just gonna say the, the first, first fight. fight was uh, it was uh, Nate Diaz, who's who's a bit of like a who who tries to call himself like a gangster and all this other stuff. He goes out there, he fights all the time. He um he he has a real fun stand up style, and he also just talks shit to people. So people just love Nate Diaz, and then he he different he um fought against uh, Jorge Masvidal for the belt, and The Rock came out there to present the belt before the fight actually happened. <laughs> so that's what the BMF belt is. It's basically like a uh, it's just like you know the two guys who are like the baddest MFers, like they don't really take people down. They go out there and they try and scrap with people, try to knock someone's head off. You know, basically, that's what that belt. So, is. not a technical masterpiece. <laughs> no, yeah, it's just going to be a slugfest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no, I'm, yeah, it's not that it could be technical, but I mean, between the last two fights, it was definitely just a slugfest. Um, Poirier, I don't know what what happened to him, but he was definitely a little bit slower. And Gagey just got the upper hand and caught him with a, a swift roundhouse kick to the back of the head. He didn't see it coming, and the new BMF ready to roll. I will say though, the the Utah crowd was very hyped after that knockout. I don't know what happened. They were just all surprised. They were like, "Holy shit!" They're, they're holding these in Utah. Hey, you know what? Sometimes, sometimes you just got to go where the business is booming. It's the preacher's and if daughter. Utah's calling. It's a, the Utah's preacher's calling. daughter is the craziest one, bro. It's the it's the cop kid. <laughs> it's the cop's son. Like there, <laughs> when we grew up, like the cop's kid was always one of the craziest kids in class. I mean, all these wild ass Mormons who can't drink caffeine are getting getting up there for UFC. Bro, that crowd was hot <laughs> all night long. That crowd was, bro, yeah. was such an amazing crowd. <laughs> it's like the 20,000 non-Mormons in Utah showed up. <laughs> <laughs> so, anything more with the fights? No. I think right. that, that about so, covers the week. Yeah, we kind of got through quite a bit there and you know, the only thing we have, um, well, SummerSlam this weekend, Saturday night, mm-hmm. SummerSlam from Detroit. But before that, Friday night, Al, you and I are going to do some more seeing Space City, or at least yeah. seeing, seeing Pasadena con- or Convention Center, if you <laughs> want to call it that. Space City area. Um, what is the name of the promotion? Um, Extreme Dwarfinator Wrestling is coming to Pasadena. Have you and have you guys ever been, Have you guys ever seen Dwarf Wrestling? I have never watched. I've never watched the event, but one time when I was working a bouncer, my as a bouncer, the bar I worked at had it, and I was on locker room duty. Yeah, 
<laughs> so all these guys are coming down, you know, going up and coming down after their matches. I'm just like, you know, how you doing, guys? <laughs> they came down here not so, uh, not far away from me in like a bar. I saw him like a I don't know if it was this exact same promotion, but it, yeah, I saw him like a couple of years ago. It was really cool. So <laughs> no, it looks I, like I haven't seen. They got real hard dwarf a lot of hard wrestling. Matches, so they're gonna bust out. Ooh! <laughs> oh, we're gonna be we're gonna be yelling a lot of you sick fuck. You sick fuck. <laughs> or I like, get, I'd I imagine you John sick Moxley little fuck. It. They might not get John Moxley with it, but they but they definitely work like some uh some uh pan sheets and cookie sheets. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if they're gonna I would imagine wire, that's a flippy but... shit. <laughs> I'd imagine there's tons of flippy shit and I can't wait for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am here for it, and I will be there for it tonight on podcast time. <laughs> oh, oh, there you go. Yeah, as as you guys are hearing this as on release date, we're getting ready to, you know, go watch uh, some extreme Dwarfinator wrestling. So, <laughs> Dwarfinator, <laughs> take it. <away. laughs> so obviously, next week's episode will be wrestling heavy. With SummerSlam review and uh, Extreme Dwarfinator wrestling review, um, we'll get some pictures up on the uh, on the social media on our Facebook at C Space City Recreation Entertainment Facebook page. Also on the Dirty Dina Studio Facebook group on Instagram at Space City SRE. On Twitter or X, I don't know what the hell to call it these days. X, at X. well, speaking of that, I mean, apparently they already, they already made him take down the X from the building, so you know it's probably going to be Twitter. But <laughs> at X at uh, Space City Ari, catch me on Instagram at Brian Spear Show, and on Twitter or X or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> I will say X, those. X sounds like a like an S and M social media site, like an X and M. Maybe that's that. what he's going for. <laughs> X gonna give it to you. What? what? You gotta Ricky. get it on your own. <laughs> Outside, if you can. Catch me. I need to go see the other side of the Barbenheimer. Uh, oh yeah, you saw Barbie. Feature. I saw Barbie. Barbie, hilarious. So funny. They, they, we're gonna try and what about the deep message? <laughs> what about the message? Did you we're feel emasculated by the message too with all the other wrestling? Yeah, yeah, we'll get, <laughs> we'll get into more of that next week. <laughs> so, we're doing our part to keep the mission statement alive and getting out there. But, ladies and gentlemen, listeners of all ages, get out there and see Space City. Whoa! Oh, we're just doing Houston crowd, Alan. You should have uh, jumped in there too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>